0: all right folks duke machado here rnha news podcast tonight we've got a special program for you we are interviewing special guest fabian cordova vasquez yeah we we have another congressional candidate another one who throwing his name in the ring here wanting to join fellow patriots in this march 2020 you know i I know it's i know it's one of those things where the urgency seems to be increasing and uh, we're all more and more aware of our need to get involved and to do something and fabian cordova vasquez is doing that He's running for Congress in the 33rd congressional district that's here in Texas. Welcome to the program, sir, how you doing tonight?
1: Thank you, Duke, thank you for the opportunity.
0: Uh, So, you know, look, my hat's off to you. It's a tough commitment. I mean, it's a deep commitment to do what you're doing. And, um, you know, you're taking arrows out there. I know know you are because you're a conservative and you're a Hispanic yes, and so yes, sir, I you, am. you know you're, you're not supposed to be conservative and you're a traitor you know that you're a traitor to your race on top of everything else that's what they call us anyway those of us who are patriotic Americans and happen to be Latinos or blacks even you know we, we're not supposed to be patriotic
1: <laughs> that is correct but what do you do when you are called the greatness well you answer the call not for my glory but for his
0: that's a that's a great point. When <laughs> and when you have his support, who else's support do you need, right?
1: Amen. That's right.
0: So, you know, let's let's first start with this. Um, you know, we have you on tonight so that the listeners can get to know who you are, you know. You know, on interviews and things, everyone's talking about the issues. We're gonna get into the issues, but you know, people have to be likable. I you know, I'm in the car business and um What I know is that people buy cars from people they like. And if you're likable, odds are you're going to be successful in business. Um, You know, everywhere I see you, in every picture, you've got this huge smile on this face. So you're happy (laughs) about something. What's got you so fired up?
1: Well, we get to serve. To be able to make a difference in our communities, in our neighborhoods, in our districts. Uh, I know that the challenge that's ahead of us, but... I do it for the people to make a change. My pastor always says, Change happens when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's my motivation. Hmm. We can do better and we will do better.
0: So tell me about um, your your early days, you know, where did you grow up?
1: Well, I grew up in Dallas. I lived in Dallas all my life, but I've been here living in Fort Worth for the past seventeen years. Mm-hmm. Uh my background's more of, of business management and I'm also the last six years, I've been in the medical field, specialized in orthopedics and biologics. Most of my life, it's mostly been uh, management skills.
0: And, and so w- at what point in your life did you kind of wake up to politics?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. When I started serving in my church, um, I've been going to my church, refuge church, for the past six years. And I've learned something, and that is to be able to serve the community, to be able to put others' needs before mine. And I began to wake up. I began to see the, the hurt and the need in our community, in our neighborhood, in our district. And I realized something, that we had a representative that was only thinking of his own self and his own political gain. And that's what I knew, that the calling, that someone had to step up. So I prayed, I fasted, and I asked for confirmation from the Lord that this is something that I need to do. This is something that you want me to do. And so here we are having this conversation today. I want to take
0: the time to give God all the glory and praise for that. The, the Lord uses us as he wants to. I, I've always, you know, I've always wondered how I will be used, how he plans on utilizing me for for the greater good of the kingdom or, you know, in, as far as that goes, this nation. This nation is founded on principles that are Judeo-Christian, the, you know, So, so the people in your district, are they, how, how, how do you feel, or do they support a Christian or are they going to, are they going to come against you for being Christian?
1: Well, I mean, that's, that's a toss up. It, it varies, you know, what your religious background is, um, or what your relationship, your relationship is with God, but I'm here to represent all my constituents in district 33, whether if you were a believer or not, uh, I'm here for the, for the good of the people.
0: Well, that's a, I guess that's uh, when you're. That's the thing about when you're elected. <laughs> you're not elected to just represent one party. You do have to represent everyone. Um, Absolutely. You know when when people send someone uh, to Congress to fight for certain things. One of those is pro life. You know they Absolutely. want they want a representative who is going to stand firm on on that uh, on those issues that pro life supporters. You know, support. Um, you know, what's your what's your interpretation of you know where you stand? What's your position on on the life issue?
1: Well, it's, it's actually we're very quite simple. Uh, when it comes to life, I believe in the sanctity of all innocent life. That's just based on my my overall Christian beliefs.
0: Mm-hmm. So you would you would support any legislation that. Would essentially uh, ban abortions? Is that where you, you're headed with this, or do you wanna do you wanna go that far with it? Or tell me what your thoughts are?
1: Absolutely. So I believe in the sanctity and innocence of human life is not only a matter of Christian beliefs, but it was also acknowledged by our founding fathers in the preamble of the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. I believe that until and unless anyone can prove with factual evidence that an unborn heartbeat child is not a living human being, then that innocent life should be protected.
0: Well, that's clear, and uh, I'm glad that you uh, glad that you feel that way. And, and so, how do you how do you feel we can win on this issue? Because you know the Democrats are so good at spinning this.
1: Yes, yes, they are. That's where we, what we have to do is we have to bring awareness. That's one thing that our campaign stands on. Uh, what we do is we bring awareness. Of current events and issues, we educate with facts instead of propaganda or opinion, and we empower individuals to vote so they can make an informed decision for their families.
0: And so you're out there, you're visiting with your potential voters. Yes. How is your message resonating? Is it is it getting through? or are, are you making connection with them, or are they saying, oh, come on, you know— Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. No. Well, the the, f- the first question is, is, is you're running as a Republican. And I said, well, I'm running as a conservative Republican. And I get into my platform, which is Faith, Family, and Freedom. And then the question, their eyes begin to kind of uh, get big and they begin to ask more questions about the campaign and what I stand for. And I begin to ask them, what are some of your concerns? What are some of your issues, uh, you know, in your neighborhoods, and your communities? And how can I serve you? And I think I get so many compliments uh, saying, you know what, Fabian, this is the first time that anybody, a Congress who's running for Congress, ever knocked on my door, whoever took the time to speak to me, to talk about some of the concerns, some of the issues, and even take the time to pray for me. And so that's that's what I'm here all about. I'm I'm definitely a true advocate of doing what's right for the people.
0: So are, are you in areas, now we're going to get, after the break, we're going to get a little more into your region. And um, because if, if I'm correct, the area that you're running in, isn't it predominantly or hasn't it been Republican?
1: Uh, it's always been Democrat. Yeah. District 33 includes portions of both Dallas and Tarrant counties. And there has never been mm. a Republican conservative to be able to win this disposition. Um, this what we're achieving, what we will achieve is we'll be the first, conservative republican hispanic to win district 33 never been done before
0: are you block walking in uh, republican areas or are you hitting uh, non-republican areas
1: that's a good question we're hitting the entire district non-stop we're knocking on every single door to bring awareness to educate them power we're, we're 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 doing pretty much beyond the workhorse, seventy percent workhorse and thirty percent show pony. We're making sure that we're building relationships. We're asking questions. Uh, we are in the field nonstop, knocking on every single door. We're not jumping just in the Republic section or the Democratic section. We're doing it all.
0: Well, we I, I've seen your Facebook page. You're out there doing videos. You're you're doing the you know walking on the street intersections, holding up signs and flags yes, and true. banners. I mean. I mean, you're you're out there. You're doing what it takes. Um, yes, yeah,
1: so we we not only do we do the actual um, block walking and knocking on doors and passing out flowers and door hangers, but we kind of our our campaign committee kind of I wouldn't say invented, but we'll take the credit uh, invented the street campaign. Where you're right, those are videos that you see us on the corners of major intersections in the district. We're holding up signs. We have the, we have the American flag high and high and tall, and we're just waving at everybody and and everyone's coming by honking horns there when they come up to us they we have about maybe eight seconds to make a quick introduction we give them a flyer we uh, ask them for their support for their permission to represent the people in whatever city that i'm in we're we're doing a lot and we're fighting the good fight as you can see on, on facebook and some of those videos
0: well i know we have to convert hearts and minds and you know that's part of the effort you know, yes, there's some low-hanging fruit that we can go after in every campaign, but that that's not going to be enough because the Democrats are, are growing their numbers. They're, those Democrats are moving into these bigger cities like DFW area. Your area that's in correct. particular is, is such a critical voting location, voting zone in the state, you know, We've got to have someone, we've got to have a Republican in in that spot, because if we start losing these areas, uh, it's going to be really hard to recover. And We know the math on all this. It's not good. Republicans, look, maybe the typical Republican of the past never stood a chance in that area, but I'm hoping that someone who's not attached to all the political insiders and um, someone who has original, fresh ideas, but is committed and, and loves this country and happens to be a Hispanic to get possibly votes that typically might not have come this way. Hey, I'm all for it. Plus Absolutely. you're passionate. <laughs> you're passionate. And so, Hey, we've got to take a break folks. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. We're having a wonderful conversation with Fabian Cordova Vasquez, Duke Machado, RNHA news podcast. We'll be right back after this message. We're back. Just enough time to have a sip of water for my uh, assistant here. My daughter, Olivia, comes in every once in a while and brings me some cold water to get through our program. <clears throat> All right, so let's get into some major issues here. The, the big one, one everyone's talking about, is these crazy rogue, maybe they're not rogue, I think they're rogue, um, individuals who go out and do these mass murders like in El Paso and in Dayton. <clears throat> immediately, immediately, we, of course we know the liberal news outlets start with the uh, gun control uh, measures and things like that. Yeah. How, how, what's your response to that? I mean, t- tell me, do we, we don't need more gun control, do we?
1: Well, let me first say, my heart is heavy and prayer goes out to the innocent victims and families in the cities of both El Paso, Texas and Dayton, Ohio. Now, I will say that I do support universal background checks on firearms, which means that you would no longer be able to sell a private-owned firearm from person to person. I do believe that we live in a time where we need transparency on gun purchase, but we need to look more into this. In all honesty, I am not completely sold, nor am I comfortable on the red flag law, which lets the government confiscate your firearms without due process. There are still too many questions that we need to answer first. I do stand firm and support and reinforce our constitutional rights, which are embodied in the Second Amendment. Now, let me also state that the president was not clear in specific changes or details on red flag laws, but did say that he is open to all ideas that would actually work. I do have full confidence in our president that we can implement programs and awareness that will not void our constitutional rights. This is not a gun problem, but this is actually a heart-of-hate problem.
0: Hmm. You know, these... these, I know one of them left a manifesto of some sort. I haven't had a chance to read it. But uh, I do understand that his motive was his um the one in el paso was that he he wanted to stop the mexican invasion
1: yes i did i did <clears> read on that and again i'm not sure on the on the full details but i did hear and read something of that nature which it it's, it's quite repulsive
0: you know he, here's a thing that i've noticed that you know there there used to be a time where if if we were Americans, I mean, Americans were proud, right? We would, we could be Hispanic, but we could still be proud Americans. Now it's like, you know, it's like they don't want you to be a proud American if you're Hispanic. You're supposed to be angry and upset and, you know, hate your country uh, because of evils that were done to Hispanics. Or maybe even they'll even carry it so far as to say Native Americans and things like that correct you know what is so wrong with being patriotic and loving what this country is all about why can't people acknowledge that our system the capitalist system that we have the way that we can create and dream and build and and do whatever we want and have the resources have all the systems in place the structures the roads the highways airports the barges the you name it and and people want to complain I, I this mindset that that is out there nowadays i mean how do we combat how do we like i said change hearts and minds
1: you know you're, you're absolutely right i mean I, I believe a lot of it has to do with the media Um, uh, the propaganda that's being portrayed, a lot of it has to do with the celebrity um, involvement. Um, What we can do is stand up for our beliefs, be the conservatives, be the Christians to be able to stand up, be the Church to be able to stand up for what is fundamentally morally right in the eyes of our Maker. In God we trust is more relevant now than ever.
0: You're right, and, and I know that that side... That side that is doing these things totally lives in the realm of evil, and evil in all all forms right now is is like rising up, um, and we're allowing it to to creep in everywhere, and uh, you know I, I think that it's going to take people like you to put their foot down. To make the changes happen to, to unify, to unite, to support the president, you know th- that right now that's the most important thing that our country faces. I mean we, we're about on the verge of losing what we have
1: That's right, actually, our country's heading towards what seems to be an indefinite course of constant division, and we need individuals that will run, and support, and reinforce, and stand firm on constitutional rights and conservative values for all peoples. What we need in the United States is not division, nor lawlessness, nor hatred, nor racism towards one another. You know, what has racism and hatred ever accomplished? You know, what good has it ever created? And what justice and peace can be praised from it? So we need to stand in the name of freedom to put our country's needs and protection above all else seek the right of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness of all peoples given to us by the highest authority in heaven.
0: So, I know that there's people who feel the urgency like we do, and I know that you're building your network. Um, What what seems to be the the hot-button issue right now as you're going around? Is it immigration, or is it economy, or, or... What's on everyone's mind?
1: Right now, the, the main thing that's going around, I believe, uh, is the immigration and, of course, the the propaganda against our president, the division that we have, the Democrats, that refuse to work with our president and to have a bipartisanship and pass policies and laws that would truly benefit our, the people of the United States. It seems like the, the Democrats are doing everything and anything to cause division and to make our president just be unelected. And that concerns me because a lot of it's propaganda. A lot of it is lies. A lot of it is, is just, it's, I can't even explain it. Just the overall useless and the lies and the propaganda and the, and it's nonstop. And and it's, it's all stacked
0: against this. It's all stacked against conservatives too.
1: Absolutely. I never thought in our lifetime that we would, you know, as a conservative, as a Christian, be singled out like, wow, you are a conservative, and you're Hispanic, and you're Christian? How is that possible? Well, Hispanic Christians, conservatives do exist, and I believe that with bringing awareness and educating and empowering those individuals, that they will wake up and realize, wait a minute, I am more conservative than I than I." I never thought of this, but I am conservative because I do believe in family. I do believe in faith. I do believe in freedom, and I do believe in this country. But we need to fight the good fight.
0: So on on immigration, do you believe, um, like President Trump is talking about, a solution for uh, the DACA uh, recipients? Uh, Are you on board with that?
1: I am. uh, According to the American Dream and Promise Act of 2019, which is H.R. 6, it would provide permanent legal status for DREAMers as well as the beneficiaries. This allows current and former and, and future undocumented high school graduates and GED recipients a three-step pathway to U.S. citizenship through college or through work or the armed forces, which include um, unconditional permanent residence, uh, lawful permanent residence, and naturalizations. Uh, I am definitely for that. But at the end of the day, this is this is a bipartisan issue that impacts all Americans, and Congress needs to act.
0: I'm gonna. <clears throat> we're about to the end of our program, and I want you to have the opportunity to uh, make a final uh, statement to anyone in your district, anyone who might want to help you, or or just what your message is to the voters. Um, i give you a minute or so to get that out.
1: Absolutely. Well, again, District 33 includes portions of both Dallas and Tarrant Counties. Uh, according to the Census reporter last, the statistics, we have the highest unemployment rate and low income per capita rate in Texas. 21.2% of families live below the poverty line. We have the lowest graduation rate, an average of 59% graduate high school, and only 9.9% have a bachelor's degree or higher. The average person drives 27.8 minutes outside of District 33 for work. We are in lack and need job creation, career training, new business development, and infrastructure. We currently have a Democratic incumbent who continues to advocate for low-income families, yet does nothing to educate and empower our citizens to get out of poverty. There's an old proverb that says, give a man a fish and you fed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you fit them for a lifetime. As the next congressman for District 33, I will be that representative that will bring accountability, transparency, and real policies that benefit the people for all of my constituents. My pastor always says change happens when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Our current representative has to go. We can do better, and we will do better.
0: That's a great message, Fabian. I know that you're, like I say, you're out there. I see you. You're meeting people. You're having your 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 gatherings. You're speaking in groups, large and small. Um, You you know. I know you're doing the hard work that most people don't do, and so hopefully all that kicks in. Uh, How long before (laughs) the election? When's uh, how much time do we have?
1: Well, we we have we have time is on our side. We have until March to go through the. um that the primary and then of course November for the general yeah Um, but hey Duke I just want to take the time just to say thank you for this opportunity to be able to share my thoughts and I would like to invite the audience for more information about this campaign please visit us online at www.fcb2020.com I invite and I believe in you that you will plan a financial seed donation into this campaign in any amount I'd also like to acknowledge and thank the Republican National Hispanic Assembly you know, for their continued efforts and leadership on a national platform and all that they do. I'd like to thank Texas for their focused efforts on keeping Texas red as the grassroots movement. I'd like to thank both T- uh, Tarrant County GOP and the Dallas County GOP for their support. And above all else, I give all the glory and praise to God Almighty. Lord, there is none like
0: you. Mm, amen, amen. All right, Fabian. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We'll get this podcast posted, and we'll talk to you next time.
1: Thank uh, you, Duke. God yes, bless sir. You.
0: Everyone, Duke Machado, RNHA News Podcast, and we're out of here.